You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. seen believers that got out of the will of the Lord and he sought to discipline them in so many ways and they would not heed the discipline and uh, all of a sudden it's a tragic accident or all of a sudden it's an illness that comes on suddenly and it's fatal and that's that's what happens and you say that's an awful thing to do it's an off that's an that's an unloving thing no it's absolutely the opposite if you believe that, then you're, you may be the kind of parent that just lets your kids do whatever they want. If we were to be perfectly honest, many of us have struggled with some of the measures that God takes to discipline those who've strayed from the faith. On the other hand, as soon as that person is no longer walking in sin and destruction, we couldn't be more overcome with joy. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on the discipline of the Lord and how it's a true sign of His love. In his study, you'll learn that just as with a parent and a child, discipline for the sake of one's well-being is an act of love and care. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, as he begins his message, Divine Discipline Communion. 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, is where we begin. Verse 23, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night He was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, I don't know if you can appreciate or if you've ever thought about how the disciples would have received this word from the Lord. This is the Passover meal they're celebrating. The Passover meal you read about in the book of Exodus, where for years and years and years, the Israelites once a year in celebrating Passover would choose a male lamb without defect, one year old. So in its prime, you would take this lamb and keep it closely to you for four days. And on the 14th of the month, you would slaughter the lamb. And after you slaughtered the lamb, you would personally apply the blood to your house And uh, God was very specific about how to do it. You do it on the threshold and the doorpost. And as you would do it, you would naturally, in applying the blood, you would naturally make a cross. The blood would naturally make a cross. And I don't think we have to go any further in the symbolism there and what picture is painted there. And now Jesus, after years and years and years and years of them celebrating the Passover and slaughtering the Passover lamb and applying the blood, uh, and they have a meal together. They all eat together, and they eat lamb. And here now, here, in this Passover meal, he takes the bread, and he takes the cup, 
He says about the bread, this is my body. He takes the cup, this is my blood. Now, we know he's not talking literally his body and literally his blood. And we have churches that believe in a thing called transubstantiation, that it actually becomes the body and blood of the Lord. I think it's one of the most ridiculous things I've heard of, and yet we have churches that believe that. This is a memorial. And that's what he's instituting. Very spiritual memorial, but it's a memorial. And now, every time uh, you partake of what we call communion, it is a remembrance of the sacrifice the Lord made. Now, here at Calvary Chapel, we don't have a full meal, and you don't have to have a full meal to celebrate what we call communion. And it's anything far from a meal. You're going to get a little cracker. And sometimes it's fresh. Uh, so a lot of times I bite it and it's stale. And you go, man, it's really stale. Can't we get fresh stuff? But it's still bread. It's bread. And it's not whether it's fresh or stale or how big it is or what kind it is. And that's not the significance. The significance is what it reminds us of. We could have honey nut Cheerios if, if that would do. But the idea is it's bread. He took the bread and he said, this is my body. He took the cup. Now, people argue, was it real wine? Was it not real wine? Yeah. What's the point of that? But here, you're going to get grape juice. Some of them in the New Testament drank real wine because 1 Corinthians goes on here, and some people came to the communion table and they got drunk. Well, you won't get drunk off what we offer you. As long as you brought some on your own, and I hope you didn't, you're going to get in trouble. So... The literal lambs that were sacrificed, now there has been the lamb that's been sacrificed, Jesus. And now there's no longer any sacrifice left for sins. And there's no long, you don't, he doesn't need to be sacrificed again, and nothing else needs to be sacrificed. One sacrifice for all. One sacrifice. And now every time you take the bread and take the cup, it's a memorial. It's a remembrance of the sacrifice that he made. He is the lamb. And he died for the sins of the world. And he shed his blood. And he was beaten and he took the punishment that we deserved. By his stripes, we're healed. That's a spiritual thing. Yes, ultimately, ultimately we're going to be healed physically, but it's talking about spiritual healing. It's the healing of the soul. Therefore, that's a big therefore in verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Now, the next verse, don't read it yet. The next verse tells us what it means to take it in an unworthy manner. Because certainly it doesn't mean that you've arrived in a sinless state and that you're worthy. None of us are there. So what does it mean to take it in an unworthy manner? Verse 28, a man, a woman, a person ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. That's a serious thing. If you just do it and say, it's just a cracker. No, it's not just a cracker. It's a memorial. Not just a little cup of juice. It's a memorial. And some did it in an unworthy manner. And he says, that's why some of you, many of you, many of you among you are weak and sick. And a number of you have fallen asleep. That's physical death. That's pretty serious. The physical sickness there, weak, the weakness there, the sickness there. That's those who did not do it in a worthy manner. They didn't examine themselves. 
In other words, they came, they'd come to the, the meal, and, and in this day, in the Corinthian church, they had an actual full meal. They all come together. And some people didn't, didn't examine themselves. They came with things that needed to be right with the Lord. They needed to repent. They needed to get right with the Lord. Some of them had alcohol issues. That was because some of them got drunk at a communion meal. And they come and they just, they, they just keep kicking it back, you know, and they, and they had a good time. But it did nothing for them spiritually. Why? Because they didn't examine themselves. They didn't realize, you know, I got a problem here. I got some issues. I need to get right with the Lord. And so some of you are weak and sick. And some that continued this kind of pattern, he says, some of you have fallen asleep. God said, you won't, you won't heed my discipline, and so that's it. And he took their lives. I think I've seen that happen a few times over the years with our fellowship. And I won't go into the names and details of that, but I think I've seen people, I've seen believers that got out of the will of the Lord, and he sought to discipline them in so many ways, and they would not heed the discipline. And uh, all of a sudden, it's a tragic accident, or all of a sudden, it's an illness that comes on suddenly, and it's fatal. And that's, that's what happens. And you say, well, that's an awful thing to do. It's an awful, that's, an, that's an unloving thing. No, it's absolutely the opposite. If you believe that, then you're, you may be the kind of parent that just lets your kids do whatever they want. And if you're that kind of parent, you're not a loving parent. But if we judged ourselves, we would not come under judgment. When we're judged by the Lord, we're being disciplined. That's love. So that we will not be condemned with the world. It's a loving thing. One more scripture. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, the context comes right after chapter 11. That should be obvious, but what's chapter 11? It's a, it's a list of many named saints who have gone ahead of us and have already finished the race. This interesting one that stands out to me is Samson. Samson, and you could name others too that made some terrible mistakes. David is mentioned, certainly a great saint. He's with the Lord. But people like Samson, people like David, they made terrible mistakes and brought on things in their lives from the Lord that really shouldn't have happened, didn't have to happen. We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. Pastor Danny will continue his study in the book of Hebrews next time, so we hope you'll join us again. We'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you join us in praying for the listeners of The Living Word? Pray that God would touch each person with His love and open their hearts to the truth of His Word. Please pray for us also. We want to continue following God's plan for this program no matter where He asks us to go. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to the Living Word 
This program is professionally produced to provide the best quality messages possible, so as not to distract from the message of the Bible. That does incur some costs, however, so if you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share the good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website once more is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to an end of our time with you today. We pray that God continues to bless you as you study His Word and open your heart to His unending love and grace. Thanks again for tuning in today to The Living Word.